got outside and I just started crying and I was just crying and then like I like looked up into the sky and it was all cloudy but there was one little like part in the clouds and like a shooting star went through it like as soon as I looked up and I was just like motherfucker dude God, and I started crying again hi my name is Daniel and this is the death of my podcast where I talk to friends and people I just met about death and grief and who they lost and and just kind of give them a platform to share their story and how it's impacting them and hopefully then someone else can be impacted. Um, Today I talked to my friend Justin who when he was a little kid he lost his father, um, went to bed one night, woke up and he was gone and it's very very powerful and I really enjoyed this conversation. Just one side note before we get started, if you need anything at all, please reach out the death of my podcast either on Instagram or podcast at thedeathofmy.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your story and I'd love to build a relationship. Talk to you soon. Here's Justin. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check it up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. Love you. Do you want to be closer? I feel um, comfortable. I, I'm just noticing that I am in this position of sitting back. Yeah. My eyes are avoiding your eyes, which is just, I'm tapping into that. What is it that I'm feeling? Why am I feeling pulled back? And I'm just cool sitting with it. I'll make my way. No, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm what do you do? Like your physical? Uh, yeah. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Yeah. Um, and I practice with all injuries, injuries, pain. But I'm very fascinated by pain science and chronic pain. And chronic pain typically can present as not only a physical issue, but also a an emotional yeah. Issue, emotional, psychological um, thing. So I've, I've stepped more into the role of looking at chronic pain, individuals' chronic pain, helping them with that. Yeah. And then I also facilitate men's groups for emotional health, emotional intelligence. So those three things, I facilitate breath work. I do breath work because I find so much benefit in breath work for my own life. And, yeah. and so all of those like different interests are merging together in my understanding. So I'm just blending things together and just yeah. providing myself as a tool to help people. Did you always want to do what you're doing? Oh, no, no, no. It's um, It's been like confusion, journey, different things. Well, this is like a good segue into um, grief and my story, and I'll just go for that, which is that my, my, my father passed away when I was six yeah. in a car accident. So I was one of four. I am one of four children. So it was my older sister, me, little sister, little brother. Older sister and me were like seven and six years old. Little sister's four. My little brother was one month old. Just one night, my dad puts me to bed. The next morning, he's not there. A lot of family members are at my house. And they're crying. They don't. I'm confused. I I'm. I'm looking at my uncles and my aunts and my grandma, who are typically so happy to see me, and they can't look at me in the eye. Yeah. And, man, confusing, and. Like, I'm tensing up a little bit in my shoulders and my chest as I'm talking about this, but I've. I've spoke of this enough to where I feel like <clears throat> I feel like I'm able to speak about it without going through the process. I've processed this, so but yeah, it, one night he's there saying good night. The next rest of my life, he's not present, and oh, yeah. yeah, and I feel the grief as I speak it. It's sad. Six years old, dad's a hero hero like that is it superman 
And Superman, dude. Perfect. He's superhero. And after he passes away, everyone I see that knew him, everyone that sees me that knows that I just lost him, they're like, they confirm that he was Superman. They confirm that he was the smartest person. Yeah. Oh, he was the smartest person ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was the funniest guy. Oh, he was he had the best taste in music. Oh, he's the most like charismatic, da da da. Like yeah. everything I received, all the information I received about my dad just not only like um, confirmed that he was perfect, but inflated my perception of him. Sure. To like this point of like, fuck, dude, he's perfect. And mm-hmm. I lost that perfect guy. And now I'm alone without him. You yeah. know. How old are you? Thirty. Twenty four years. Yeah. Twenty four years. It's a long ass time. Twenty four, yeah, twenty four and a half. He he died November twenty ninth, ninety five. Like, right after Thanksgiving? <sighs> When's Thanksgiving? Yeah, like twenty early twenties of twenty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just around there. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I haven't looked yeah. at that, but man, that could explain why like a lot of family was in town really fast and I was like I looked back and like am I just making up that memory that there were a lot of people in town but it felt like even like my family members are out of town but yeah right after Thanksgiving yeah Hmm. so this is Arkansas Arkansas. yeah I'm from Arkansas northwest Arkansas Fayetteville love it the accent came out just a little bit while you're saying dude as soon as you yeah (laughs) as soon as I talk about Arkansas I love it. it comes out so if you were to put yourself back in this place when you woke up, do you remember the feeling you had? Were you sad? Were you in shock? Did you, were you con- just confused? What? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can go back there. Um, it was excitement. And I woke up, as most kids do, excited for the day. Everything's yeah. great. Woke up full of joy. I woke up seeing my grandma. Like, grandma, like, oh my gosh, you're so here? excited. To, yeah. Like, yeah, you're here, like, yay, like six-year-old joy. And then shifted to fear. Yeah, fear came on. Like, seeing grandma wasn't as excited to see me. Yeah. You get that intuitive hit. Oh, what's wrong? Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. I'm only six, but, like, shit, something is like, and then she's crying, like, why are you crying? And then, yeah, so fear of, like, I don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. It's different. And then I, when I saw my mom, that like, I was like guided, me and my older sister were like guided into the living room. And my mom, I remember seeing, again, my perception of what happened is that I saw my mom just like in my grandpa's arms crying and sobbing. And that's when it hit me. I didn't know why I was sad. I didn't know what I was sad about. Right. But that's when I like, I just mirrored the you sadness knew, yeah. of my mom. Yeah. And then I think after, I don't, I can't remember like hearing the words of your dad passed, but I feel like I remember the words, but I can't pull them out and yeah. like revisit that specific yeah. memory. So yeah, sadness, grief. It's present right now. It's in my throat. It's in my in my eyes. Did did you feel like you had to take on any sort of responsibility? Do you... it, yeah, dude, for sure. And I'm getting emotional just thinking about um getting sad. I'm getting sad really. I feel um just thinking about my little sister who's like three, four years old. And from her perspective, not having him anymore, Mm. but really not knowing him. And so I've, I think that in all this process, this is a new looking, I'm looking at my sister's experience and I've never done that before. So there's always new perspective that can come. So I feel a lot of sadness. I don't know what my sister felt. I can only speak for my own, but, um, yeah. So my role became man of the house yeah you know is your infant was brother oh brother okay so So girl boy girl boy yeah Yeah. got it okay but i'm man yeah man of the house yeah and again we pick things up as kids totally adults 
share things, talk intentionally. Um, there's a lot of like after death, like intellectually accurate but emotionally useless voices, like thoughts, perspective that's given. You you would have a breakup, and someone says, "Oh, it's okay." Like someone else, someone better will come along. Like yeah, intellectually that's accurate. Like thank you very much, but emotionally useless. You know, yeah. like compassion's important. So I had, I think that after. I confirmed, I don't know if I confirmed that it was my role to be man of the house, but I do recall that there was an, uh, an unknown adult, but an adult figure that's like, hey, buddy, like you're the man of the house now. Yeah. To six-year-old. And I carried it. And I was man of the house. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck, dude. Okay. And then like 20 years later, like when I'm like 25, I'm hanging out with one of my friends and she has a six-year-old son and he's a little blonde-headed boy just like me. Yeah. And I like don't we're just like hanging out and then we're talking about this stuff and like the depth and she's just like you know like my son Dylan, he's 6. He's 6. He's the same age you were. And then I looked at him and then it clicked and then I just like broke. I was yeah. like holy shit. That's that's how small I was whenever I thought that I was the man in the house. Yeah. That's how fucking like little. Holy crap. But I knew everything, man, and, and I lived in that space. And now, yeah. Do you remember the first few years of like elementary and then like into middle school? Like how how did this impact you? Yeah. Um, I think in. Do I remember? Well, I can go back and remember. Um, <laughs> I remember watching The Lion King with class like with our class like movie day yeah. lion king simba is the son of the the lion king mufasa and in the story mufasa dies and simba's like probably the equivalent of a six-year-old kid yeah and it was a good movie and then that happened and i'm in a room full of like all like my classmates and i'm in second grade or third grade and I start crying uncontrollably. And kids look at me. What's wrong? Like, why is he crying? I know some of them may understand, but I don't know. And the teachers would, like, pull me out. Yeah. And it's, tra- it's trauma. So, like, and then beyond that, observing interaction of other kids with their fathers. And realizing that I don't have that. Yeah. And I just like hurts, dude. Did you guys have like donuts for dads or things like that where the dads would come to school or Yeah, I mean yeah. dads came for talk about your work day, yeah. you know? And yeah, I mean looking back, man. I think the educational system or the one that I was in, the one that I grew up in, the school system, it's like they valued that and like dads were present and they yeah. showed up. How about high school? My mom remarried when I was like 10, third grade, hmm. I think, or fourth or something. But she remarried to a man named Stuart. And Stuart was, um, he's a good addition to our family. He... He's caring. He loved my mom deeply. He loved us kids. And he's very supportive. And I rejected him because he wasn't a dad. Of course. So we we had, I had a father figure, but I never accepted him as father figure. Just so, um, so through high school, it's like I had a substitute dad that wasn't like, you know, whenever a substitute teacher comes in and they start teaching in their own way and sure. they're like, well, Miss Johnson doesn't teach like yeah. this. Like, I'm not Miss Johnson, you know? Yeah. Um, it was kind of like the same thing with Stuart, who really, again, I never allowed in, never accepted. I, I saw him as not, I saw him as competition and trying to replace and 
And I think that I highlight memories of him, like, asking me to, like, accept him, you know. And so I painted a negative picture on him, which is unfair. But um, through high school, senior year, actually freshman year in college, around senior year, my mom and Stuart started having their differences Mm -hmm. and, and... his role or his his like presence and family changed as like we entered us kids like entered um, like puberty and high school age mm-hmm. you know and, and I think the uh, the chemistry of the family shifted and and eventually like when I was in freshman year in college my mom and Stuart got a divorce so that happened and then a month two three unsure on how long but. I think maybe six months after they divorced, Stuart passed away. Um, yeah, he had complications, hospital complications, like asphyxiation, mm. uh, I think like liver, kidney failure, st- still like unclear. So he passed away. Um, but I didn't grieve that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't lose someone. And there is... And I've been able to, like, look back and grieve that because there is this, like, I didn't love him, I didn't love him, but I did love him. Right. I didn't, I didn't accept him, I accept him, but I did. He was there. He was there. Yeah. And wow. so Yeah. So that happened. So, like, through through high school, again, it was the same perspective, like, seeing friends interact with their dad and then seeing me interact with Stuart and then, like, trying to, like, play but knowing that it didn't fit. He didn't smell like my dad yeah. or, like, my view of playing didn't match his view of playing like me and my biological dad like it was wrestling like yeah. wrestle, wrestle wrestle that was your thing you know like yeah. yeah and that wasn't present with Stuart, or maybe wrestling tried to happen and it was like no i don't understand this yeah and then it's funny too i think the developmental like one of the key developmental stages for young males is that like physical play Hmm. with father or other boys but as i like moved through high school you know like guys play like fake fight you know like wrestle and i couldn't i wasn't i didn't know the rules like even with friends like three friends would be like play fighting and then i'd jump in and play fight and they'd be like dude you're playing too hard yeah and i'm like fuck like and then watching and observing like people playing and then i think that clicked as one of the the things that I didn't get to have, which was that developmental play hmm. and that advancement and that understanding. And so I always felt like an outsider from that play perspective. Yeah. So that's another form of grief in itself is that loss of childhood, loss of play. Sure. So, yeah. When you had friends in elementary and middle school and high school, whenever you the ones that didn't know and then you told them do you remember how they reacted Mm -hmm. yeah it was it kind of felt like most people knew um just being in like small town sure and like my my family was like fairly well known like mom's very active in the community and Mm -hmm. stuff so but yeah there's a ton of people who didn't know or like even my I feel like my friends from elementary school who knew when it happened like eventually real like thought forgot or didn't like maybe it didn't click or maybe Stuart was my biological father in their eyes right so when they found out I th- the reaction is typically like yeah one I had no idea then it's like kind of backing off like sorry apologizing you know yeah which is normal and, and understandable. So, but um, I really am not like clear on a on remembering that as like in a way that I can answer your question like with like specificity. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know. So yeah. yeah. How about your family? Do you? I mean, even like fast forward, you know, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Even in you know your your twenties and now you're 30 like how has your family does it feel like he's around to like his memory still there do people not talk about him yeah he's um he's he's still around 
That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's, it's not like, a, let's not discuss it. We don't discuss it, but it's not a, hey, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I feel like there's this, like, general understanding. It's very, like, we don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't talk about it. It'd be, I'd like to talk about it more, and it comes up, but I think it comes up whenever it, like, really, like, it's being felt, yeah. you know, collectively as a family. Yeah. And we'll speak it, I mean year every year on his birthday father's day comes up when's his birthday um his birthday is november 29th what yeah what day did he pass sorry his birthday is september 19th september fuck i do i don't even no that's okay but september yeah yeah september 14th his birthday september 14th cool he passed November 29th. Yeah, I thought you were about to tell me it was on his birthday. Uh, no, 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 no. That's, that's a lot. But yeah, I think he did turn like 40 like mm. that year too or something. It was like a big year. Yeah. I, I, or maybe that was the year before, but anyway, I remember. Yeah. It's a big year. So, um, yeah. How's Father's Day for you? How's Father's Day? It's it's different every year. Yeah. You know, some, day, some Father's Days, it hits really hard. Now, when is Father's Day? What day is it? Do you know? Like middle of June. Middle of June. I'm not good with holidays and dates. Um, Yeah, well, that's a good example of how I feel about it. It doesn't. It's not a big like highlighted day. Yeah. Um, I I use Father's Day as a day to connect with other people that I know who have lost their fathers. Mm. I reach out, so yeah. I think that I, I give myself a little like time. I mean, whenever I acknowledge it, it's just I can't choose. I don't choose it. It just comes on. Like the feeling and the sadness just comes up. But yeah, um, yeah. There's not a lot of intention. It's almost like a numbness. Sure. I comes with it. My dad died june 1st of last year and then father's day was like two weeks later and it was i mean i i i don't know how it was and i'd love to know if you remember those first few weeks but when my dad died it like i can tell i can pinpoint everything that happens that day but then anything after that for weeks and weeks is all just one big blur oh dude yeah everything you know but i can tell you every moment of that day because it froze time stood still When I got the call. And then time got warped yeah. right after. Um, yeah. My mine wasn't weeks, it was years and years and years. Yeah. Like PTSD for me was like inability to remember anything from six years old to like eighteen years old, you know? Yeah. Like wait, what ha- I I have no idea. I can fish for memories and then look at pictures and be like, Oh yeah. And I think that's normal, right? Yeah. For most people, but like, man, a lot of a lot of um, ignoring or distancing myself from memories intentionally, subconsciously, essentially, yeah. yeah. Do you have um, any voicemails or, like, videos of him? Yeah, not voicemails, um, videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know his voice. Like, I've heard his voice in videos, but yeah. I don't remember his voice. Yeah. Um, I don't know his laugh. Mm. I feel like, I mean, I've heard his laugh on video, but I don't know it. And that's another thing, like going back to like perspective in high school. And I, I remember like hearing my friends laugh and then meeting their dad and then hearing their dad laugh. And then like, oh my gosh, sounds just like the fucking that's sound. what I was about to tell you. Like doing this, I've learned people from people talking that their laugh is just like their dad. Like we get it from our dads. It must be. Isn't that man. so weird? Yeah, and it's it's weird. And then I feel like there's a lot of well, there was a lot of confusion for me about what is my laugh? Oh, am I laughing like Stuart? Wait, uh, that's not my laugh. Yeah. Wait, this isn't real. Where's my real laugh? Like, what is this? Like, yeah, I find shit funny. I do laugh, <laughs> but like, it felt like it never. I was restricting myself from like releasing it, and then 
again recently through like this work like I can like let it go I don't know if it matches be interesting to go back or ask my mom what his laugh was like or something yeah. but um yeah it's it's that's another fascinating thing I was like man I don't know I don't remember his voice I don't remember his laugh I don't know if I sound like him I don't know like I really do you want to know yeah it'd be nice yeah sure I think I don't know what that would provide me with is I know that there's like nature and nurture and I mean if I if I listen to enough uh, like Jordan Peterson I'll start I feel like I'll start talking like him a little bit but sure. um, yeah do I want to know I don't know that's okay yeah yeah what are your thoughts on death? Like, what happens? Yeah. Um, so I'm. Um, I find after he after my dad died, it was like again six years old, and then it was like, what is God? Wait, if God was real, then wait, God should God wouldn't this wouldn't happen if God was real. That's not real. Right. Okay. So like rejection of church. Of course ideology your family as well like mom and siblings or just you my personal experience my little sister found a lot of solid uh, a lot of like comfort in in church and group my mom spiritual for sure but not openly my older sister i think the same yeah as me um so the 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 thought of god was like whoa okay that's not real and then, and then I remember too having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, thinking about death, at like probably younger age than most, mm. really getting like scared shitless about the thought of the vast like nothingness and the infinite amount of time that <laughs> happens after death. Yeah. Really freaking trip. It stresses me out when I think about it. It stresses me out because it's like. Of, like never ever like this is it forever never never like yeah yeah infinite. yeah, yeah. Was, let's <laughs> yeah. Just change the subject real quick that's why no no i'm just kidding <laughs> but for real but for real it's it's really it's really like it's anxiety provoking 100 doesn't feel good and it's like so i found just i'm i find myself i'm spiritual i'm i find solace in the tapping into the idea and the understanding that I am everything and everything is me. I am mm. a tree. I'm the equivalent of nature. I'm just a piece of nature. Sure. So because I am nature, when I pass, I don't die. I am just continue. I'm a continuation in a different form in nature. And whether or not that's true, it doesn't, it gives me salt. It, it yeah. makes me feel good. And like, yeah. As opposed to like thinking about death and then done forever, anxiety feels bad, doesn't mm-hmm. really fit. Whenever I think into like, okay, I'm, I'm just a, I'm an included piece of everything, and thinking about myself and life from that perspective, yeah. gives me calm and peace. And when I think about death, it doesn't feel like ending, done forever, nothing. It just feels like just part of the cycle part of the process am i a soul i don't know do i have a reincarnation do i come back i don't know but i'm i'm what i do know is that life is a cycle and with death comes life and so so it's like a 180 from when you were a kid oh fuck yeah for sure from when i was five years ago you know yeah when i moved i mean i'm i moved to san diego from arkansas three years ago and when you move from one place to another and the new place you move to has yoga studios on every corner and then you're like four blocks from the self-realization meditation gardens and people talk about energy work and healing and reiki then it's like oh (laughs) i think it's not 180 it's like a 720 it's like a big like really yeah really (laughs) shit like big shift and would that have occur- have occurred if I didn't move to San Diego somewhere else? Likely, who knows? But yeah, but yeah, um, 
a big shift in my perspective. Um, but again, it just feels more wholesome yeah. in that line of thinking. And since that's a newer thought in the last few years, yeah. did that shift your thoughts about your dad and like the mm. gr- and the death and the grief? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, great question. A lot of good questions. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think it came with a level of understanding. Not it, it went. There was a shift from like not like life is evil, life is terrible, life is like unfair to mm. an understanding of this is part of life not like an individual attack on me as a person but like yeah. knowing that i am not me it's not me i am just a a piece of everything is like oh that happens to everything sure and it's just life so like everything dies everything dies yeah. and there's suffering and there's pain and um so whenever i started to accept that or shift into that perspective yes i feel like the did the pain go away the pain didn't go away from my dad's death but it really shifted the suffering almost went away it was more of like cool i feel peace it wasn't against me i didn't do anything wrong i wasn't victim yeah just how life works that's pe- that is peaceful that's comforting yeah, yeah. i like yeah. it yeah i was i feel like i was stepping away from christianity like before my dad died and and believing and and then once he died and i i realized how broken everything was i stepped away and it's funny because like you hear i feel like it's one or the other you either run towards it like your little sibling mm-hmm. little sister or like you kind of straight away so i'm still dealing with it and that's why i like hearing your perspective because everyone's on a different like journey when it comes to religion and i think i don't know we're all searching for something and 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 hopefully trying to find that peace with our yeah lost person yeah yeah and it's universal i think it's so universal is that of religion and faith and if if there wasn't truth I think that's just part of the natural human experience and the consciousness of being human that allows us to see the perspective of life, mm. you know, being being a thing that comes to an end. And, and with that, there are very, like, magical and beautiful things in nature. Like, nature is my religion. Nature mm. is my... I see... I don't see God as a figure or form or sure. an entity. I see God as everything yeah. and just the overall everything of life. So yeah. that's shifted big time. Where are you like right now in 30-year-old Justin? Where are you in your grieving now? Um, yeah, I, I feel like I've... Where am I in my grieving? I was thinking about this driving over. I was like, okay, I feel like I've healthily processed the trauma. But the trauma of the experience is one that I've like worked through in a way. I've let it complete. So I feel like complete in the trauma processing experience. But grief is not trauma. Like the grieving... I I feel like I'm right there. I'm still there because mm-hmm. I feel like the the six year old version of me still exists within me. Is still her as mm-hmm. is the seven as the seven in one week. You know, there's this infinite amount of versions of me over time, and each infinite version of me feels pain of loss of my father. So. Where I where am I in the process of grieving? I'm st- still in the same space. Hmm. It hurts. Hmm. There's been no advancement. It's no like I don't see grieving as a process where it's like okay I grieved I'm done with it, good job now go on continue. It's like no 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 that's part of my being. I don't I I choose not to 
throw that away because it's yeah. just freaking as much of me as my hands are me and yeah. everything. So. And that's something I feel like it's big. There's this whole world of grief that, I, I mean, you learned at a young age, so I feel like that has always been your world. But, you know, when my dad died, like I've had, you know, friends die or, you know, great-grandparents, like, but it didn't really bring me into this world of grief. But once someone really close to you dies, you're like put into this world with a whole new lens that you didn't even know existed. At least I didn't know, right? And then all of a sudden I see, oh, my friend over here is in this world. My friend over here is in this world. You're in this, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're all in this mm-hmm. world of of grief and and sadness. And, and that's the whole point of this is I've learned that sometimes we feel alone in our walk and in our journey and, and we're not alone. And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really cool to hear people's stories so other people can listen or, you know, and learn and just be like, Oh cool. I'm not walking in this mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. Like his dad died in a car accident. My mom died when I was a little kid too. Yeah. You know, my, and, and, and yeah. we're all in this together and I'm just super grateful that you've been sharing. Well, well, you're speaking of that like realization that you're not alone everybody's gone through this kind of stuff and then you know what if you haven't then it's gonna happen yeah just because that's life so we are all together but whenever we get to verbalize it and have these conversations it adds to that like awareness understanding and that's fulfilling it's comforting and i appreciate that and i appreciate you doing this this interview and reaching out and and opening people's eyes because that helps people see more clearly that they're not alone even though we feel like it i appreciate it yeah man we have a couple more questions cool yeah let's keep going it almost sounded like a zending person well it it did sound yeah yeah i I just was on a rant and then i forgot what i was saying that's fine man i'm happy to answer more questions a couple more i'm like my my uh, internal clock is like fairly accurate but now it's kind of like skewed i'm like wait what time is it has it been four hours or (laughs) 40 minutes (laughs) it's been 40 minutes cool 42 beautiful so my internal clock was yeah it kind of freaks me out actually you nailed that Uh christmas birthdays do you do anything do you have any rituals or any things that you do so when i go home to arkansas i i like to visit my father's burial site his grave but i also don't like to do it because it hurts and there are a lot of times whenever it's funny the the cemetery is located in the middle of the town so i'll drive by frequently yeah i don't visit every time maybe like a tenth of the time one every 20 times you know it's like when i drive by that cemetery it's almost like sometimes it's like Yep. don't doesn't exist yep. other times it's like hand on heart like i'm not stopping but I'm, I'm here so on holidays we just do holidays as as they are there you know no rituals and yeah as a family we'll make a visit to the cemetery but it's not like a strict like hey every time we gather we're gonna go and visit but right. yeah i would say on most big holidays we we visit or i'll do it individually or be like hey i'm gonna go to the cemetery does anyone want to go and usually there's like one other hand or like the it. whole family yeah. will be like oh yeah let's go you know yeah. yeah my dad's buried like a few miles up the road mm-hmm. and it's hard mm-hmm. going to go see him and yeah. it but sometimes it's not. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. And and how you mentioned about how sometimes you put your hand up like don't want to go or sometimes um you do. But I put a photo up at my work of him. Yeah. By the trash can. Yep, I see it. it. And it's just I have to, like I have his photos kind of laid around the whole house because I have to keep reminding myself because mm. it's so easy to f- be like it's yeah. not even that I forget, but it's I don't think about it. Yeah. And I know that when I don't think about it and I wait too long and then I remember or I see something, it screws me over, yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. it's also it hasn't even been a year yet, but, yeah. um, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. That's an interesting, like interesting way to 
remind yourself is, well, let me remind myself almost continuously so that I don't forget that it happened so yeah. that whenever I see and realize again that it happened, it freaking shocks me. Yeah. So I think they like it's like you're getting a little micro dose of like that realization. Yeah. Because when it, you see it and whenever you realize it, it hurts. This is the reality of yeah. the losses, pain, yeah. and it's like, damn, that hurts. So I think that that's, it sounds like it's an effective tool for you. Totally. I think that's beautiful. Walking past it at 5.30 in the morning and I was like, oh. You know what I mean? It's like this split, yeah. like, nanosecond. Of just well, what does that give pain. you? A, a sense of, like, appreciation for life or for him? Or what comes with that? I think it is... N- maybe I play Fantasyland too much mm-hmm. in my head. Or maybe it's just so... I become so numb every other minute to it. But, mm-hmm. like, I... I have to, I don't even intentionally do it. That's the other thing too. Mm. I would never intentionally want to look through the photos or, or, you know, listen to the voicemails or whatever it is. Mm. But when I, when it's there, it's just, frick, I'm going through this. I, it, I feel like it, maybe it brings emotion. I've Mm. on a total side note, I've dealt with a lot of uh, lack of emotion and numbness and trauma. And, and I think for 26 years of my life, I avoided it. Then I started yeah. going to therapy about a year yeah. before my dad died, mm-hmm. and everything started unraveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fun fact, I about six months before my dad died, I came to peace, well, so I thought, with him dying yeah. and me processing. Basically, he died to me before mm-hmm. he physically died. Really? And was he sick? Did, was he... He fell and hit his head. Yeah. Uh, but he was an alcoholic. And so, yes, <laughs> um, and he was like in this home, but I had to process this idea of like, if he wasn't here anymore, would I be okay mm. or how, you know what I mean? And, and I've just, just talking about it now, like I haven't told this yeah. to anyone, you know, it was like yeah. this idea of like he, somehow I was able to turn something in my brain where I'm like, you know, if he dies... And that's it. And then six months later, he did die. And I definitely was not prepared even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that's like part of the, the reason that we have thought is because we can create ourselves a scenario and put ourselves through that scenario. So whenever that scenario comes, we can handle it. Yeah. So like you can put yourself through a scenario in your head yeah. and thought and then do what you think you would have done. And then you'll see in that mind scenario oh shit like that wasn't a good idea okay let's not do that whenever it comes and so you play through these like thoughts and and so um my mom i know reaching out or talking to my mom about my dad at one point like the last couple years she she actually no like four or five months ago she um said that she too had this like coming to peace with the possibility of my dad dying like two months before you know a month before and so she said whenever it happened it was almost like she already knew that it was gonna happen Mm. which is so so fascinating yeah and i want i felt called to like link it around like whenever i was talking about my profession what i do with chronic pain and everything like i went to pt school to work on like physical body exercise and then i started transitioning into this like emotional intelligence chronic pain psychosomatic how our mind creates pain experiences and influences everything. And then one of my, I was talking with one of my uncles and about like this new like shift. And he's like, man, that's like, that's so great. Like your dad, that's like exactly what your dad would like do. And I was just like, my dad was a psychiatrist, you know, yeah. like he was, he was a psychiatrist. And I, I almost avo- or like forgot that that was his profession is this emotional mental health yeah and then it all of a sudden just like naturally i didn't have any goal of going there it just piqued my interest and i followed that curiosity and then i got to this space where i'm like oh yeah i'm doing like weekly men's group and like my uncle's <laughs> like what like do you do you see what you're doing yeah like, that made me emotional you just saying that i mean you even you don't even realize that you're doing it but you're doing it i'm and doing it dude I had no freaking idea, man. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that, that hit me too. Like, 
That's yeah. huge. It's freaking crazy. What a cool way to follow in his footsteps. Just yeah. caring about people. Yeah. And the emotional health of people and yeah. just loving them. Yeah, dude. If you could tell him one thing, hmm. what would you tell him? Hmm. Well, I did tell him one thing. Time for a short story. Yeah, yeah, I was in Iceland in February last year. So, uh, 2019, February, Iceland, which, as you can expect, Iceland in February is very cold. Um, but that was the intention is going whenever it's like at its like most raw, like nature in its most raw form, very cold, putting my body against the elements of cold and doing like ice bath and like hikes and blizzards and stuff. And that yeah. was part of the retreat I was on and I started draw like journaling one night it was like midnight I couldn't sleep and then my my dad just came to mind and I just started like journaling about the perfection and how he passed and there was no he's perfect and he kept getting more perfect and I was just crying and there was a guy in the room and he's sleeping I didn't want to like disrupt him so like I suited up went outside at like 2 a.m and it's like 10 degrees and cold and but like I got outside and I just started crying and I was just crying and then like I like looked up into the sky and it was all cloudy but there was one little like part in the clouds and like a shooting star went through it like as soon as I looked up and I was just like motherfucker dude God. and I started crying again yeah. and then like I could just feel that energy and I started and I spoke to him and I was like I miss you I love you Mom misses you, Aaron. I talked about my sister, talked about my little sister, talked about my little brother, gave him, like, kind of like, hey, this is what's going on. Like, we miss you. And I was like, I miss you. I love you. So yeah. and that's what I would say now is I miss you. I love you. I'm grateful for all that I've received from you. Mm-hmm. It's sad. <laughs> sad if someone was listening, yeah. and this question is a little different because I don't think a six-year-old would listen, but if they haven't processed when they were six and they lost their dad, or mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you know they haven't processed when they mm-hmm. were a kid and they lost someone, or even now if they lost their dad, what is something that you would tell them? Like how? What can help? Yeah. Well, I think with all things it starts with like is there a problem mm-hmm. like are you seeing that there's a problem with the fact that you haven't processed because a lot of people haven't processed and there is no problem which is great but if you're if you're an individual and you you are seeing that because of a death at a young age and because of the fact that you have not processed that grief effectively and you feel like there's something there then my my encouragement is connection Hmm. group start seeing exploring that which you can't speak what is that thing that you can't talk about because it hurts and don't flood yourself by blabbing like what happened but like be gentle with the curiosity of what went on and and find someone that is open to listening to you whether that's a a friend whether that's a psychologist whether that's a shrink of some sort a medicine woman you know just be curious and and give yourself that like permission to explore it's awesome yeah or reach out to me i'll give you an ear either one yeah (laughs) yeah well thank you thank you for doing this thanks for sharing appreciate you Hi. So, usually at the end of every episode, it's my wife and I talking about the episode and then talking about how I'm doing. And my wife's not here. She's currently visiting her family out in Colorado. So, it's just me. Let me just tell you how I'm doing. I'm fine. I went and saw my dad's, um, I went to the cemetery today, and I had lunch, and it was just me, him, 
I took like a photo in the beginning and then I put my phone away and it was just us sitting there. The birds were chirping and there's a fountain or not a fountain, it's a lake right in front of where he is. So I just looked at the lake and the water and it was a very beautiful day. And I found peace in it. I found comfort of just being able to sit there with him. I even offered him some of my chips. He didn't take any. And I... I don't know. I will tell you that doing this podcast has been amazing. Whether this is for me or the people I'm talking to or someone else out there, I really... I really am grateful that I can do this. And I'm really grateful that I can connect with people on a whole different level than I would have been able to a year ago. And I have people reaching out to me, asking me about grief stuff and death stuff. And that was crazy because I'm no expert, but... I am glad that people feel comfortable being able to ask or talk to me about things. Um, That's huge. You know? I really, really hope if you're listening and you're grieving or you've lost someone close to you, please reach out. If not to me, to a friend or a family member that will get it. And if you don't have either of those, please reach out to me. I am just trying to build a community of people that are all in the same boat so we know that we're not in this alone. We've got each other. So please, if you need anything, the Instagram is the death of my podcast. There's an email out there somewhere that I keep forgetting, but I'm, yeah, I think it's podcast at the death of my dot com just please reach out i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear your story i'd love to build a relationship thanks for listening love you bye